Blog Talk Radio. Join we one more again. This show the We Show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This show the Queen Quet Head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad if I did right you upon the air for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station, where we the gee upliftment to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. So it's so glad it is evening that we going to take this your time with that kid this your program to plenty of people with a day from Central Nala over the years, over in the uphold we institution and thing like that. Panala. We we'll dedicate this show to Miss Sherman, Agnes Sherman. We we'll dedicate this show to Joe Sherman. We we'll dedicate this show to Miss Regina Green. We we'll dedicate this show to all of them who have been a fight for. Make sure we will still had we historic sites and things there, and rather us that the children will know why it is. Then we want turn we face toward another sad time three years ago when they had this show. Assassination going on in Charleston. We're going to dedicate this program this evening to who some call Charleston 9, some call Emmanuel 9. May all of them be at rest peacefully. So let me take a moment of silence for all of them. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Well, we're so glad to be back here on the air with all the hundred children one more again. You know this year the Black Music Month, so no, we ain't forget that all at all. But just so we thought we could have just take a leave break and spend this year time this year week to focus on Juneteenth, that are coming up tomorrow and thing like that. And rather was just get some power songs in there, some freedom song and thing in there. We have to get back out into the street like we've been to do back on and thing like that for fight for just who we do down young. So let me crack my teeth this out the rest of the week. So all the hundred chilling with the yeti me all around the world and things like that. We say, thank you, thank you to all the hundred. We're still a download this year for iTunes and things. And read us them one words, yeah, from the Facebook and things like that. And social media and Twitter and all that kind of thing. And that hundred yeti this year thing through your iPod and your earbud and things like that. Even after the show done going off the air. We say thank you, thank you to all hundred chilling. We'll show we that you care whether this show still stay on the air. So this evening, let us talk about what's going on here in the Gullah Geechee Nation in terms of rallying people together, in terms of people still standing up for their rights. And I always believe that God has things divinely ordered and divinely orchestrated. 
So there are a couple of rallies and marches coming up this month, and I thought it not robbery to make sure that we took this time to dedicate this program tonight to talking about these particular activities and events so that you can plan to be there or you can loan your support to them from wherever you may be. The first one really is a difficult one to talk about, and there's a series of events going on from the 20th through Sunday, so from Wednesday through Sunday in Charleston at Emanuel AME. Most of the world knows Emmanuel AME is where Dylan Roof or Dylan Roof, whichever way you pronounce his name, assassinated nine Gullah Geechis three years ago. And we have not been the same since that. I know the world has looked at Charleston as a place of racial harmony, which is not true. It is a place of a lot of racial strife and a lot of racial cover-up but it has never been a place of racial harmony. You have to keep in mind that Charlestown was the number one enslavement auction block in North America. So what has happened there in terms of the collective consciousness of many that are in Charleston is a mindset of, quote, unquote, knowing your place. And so in that regard, you have to look at how political things play out there. This was also the county in which there were many civil rights marches, but of course you don't find those in his storybooks because the state paper of South Carolina made sure it wasn't written about so that people doing research on the civil rights movement will find information about Mississippi and Alabama and the freedom somewhere going southward into the deep south and act like South Carolina had no movements going on. Not true. Charleston and Beaufort County, South Carolina, played major roles in the civil rights movement, and many of the songs sung during the marches, during these protests, during the sit-ins, during the lay-ins and taking a knee were spirituals that evolved from the Gullah Geechee Nation, which we talked about here last week as we celebrated opening up another Black Music Month, and we talk about that every year. So when we start to envision a city, we need to look at it intensely, and we need to look at it accurately. I have a lot of love for Charleston and for my people in particular in Charleston. I do a lot of work in Charleston, house and ever, as we would say. All right. However, you need to look at the reality of the historical legacy of the laws that cause people to assimilate, of the laws of harassment and racial degradation and suffering, the police brutality, the racial profiling, the ghettoization of a city, the displacement now from the city into other areas that has fueled a mentality of literal haves and have-nots in Charleston while having you come to a very southern city where everything, you know, they want you to look at how picturesque it is and stay out there, no, just going south, north and abroad, so that you can just stay over there and look at everything, look at all the beautiful piazzas and everything, look at our Rainbow Road that they sang about and all that good stuff, and let's talk about those achievements that came out of Charleston. Let's now talk about when Big Shooter started off of Charleston and what we were really fighting for, and that Charleston was Confederate while down here in Beaufort, they was Union. So which side was we on about us being free? And then, you know, now if the tourists that keep on spending their money coming to our plantations, darling, we can't have no uprisings. Remember, this is the city where Denmark Vesey went to uprise along with Gullah Jack, and we put an end to that there, too. So Charleston has a historical legacy of squelching uprisings and making sure that there's no record of these things. Mayor, The previous mayor, former mayor of Charleston, Joe Riley, who I worked shoulder-to-shoulder with on the International African American Museum that will be opening, God willing, in 2020, we talked about a lot of these types of issues and, and what kind of changes he went through as an Anglo man who put up a painting of Denmark Vesey inside the original Gilead Auditorium. There's a new one there now. And so people have heard of 
what happened when they first wanted to put the Denmark Fissy statue in the center of the city in Marion Square Park where John C. Calhoun rides his horse. That wasn't happening. That's when we found out that's actually a private park. It's not a public park, and it's owned, we were told, by a militia, okay, by an Anglo militia. So Denmark Fessy statue did go up, but he got erected in a public park, Hampton Park, but back behind the Citadel back over in the neighborhood where the few Gullah Geechies that have been gentrified out of Charleston still live, still reside. So when we talk about a city like Charleston and we start to talk about the types of things that go on there, let's keep in mind tonight with this show the juxtaposition of the two types of atmospheres you're talking about when we talk about rallies and marches. So a very calm and a very peaceful and a very Christian-style rally is planned in March for Emmanuel. It is the Emmanuel 9 Rally for Unity. Saturday, June the 23rd, 2018, from 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., it will culminate in Marion Square Park, which is the same park where I say John C. Calhoun's statue is there and he yet rides. And so it is in celebration of the lives and the legacies of the Emanuel Nine and the survivors. And this is being sponsored by Emanuel AME. And they are going to have a number of singers and musicians, including Joan Baez, all right, that will be there. And they will be entertaining folks. I hate to have to say it, but that's what they do. And that's what's going to go on because this Rally for Unity is actually to end gun violence and acquire racial reconciliation. Now, if one had already done something, you wouldn't say that you need to acquire it. So that's why I gave you all the preface that I gave you. So if you see the poster online, on Facebook, you know that the rally for Saturday, June the 23rd, from 830 to 1230, is a call to action, but the actions are to acquire racial reconciliation and to end gun violence, okay? So that is the focus for Saturday in Charleston. That's going to happen, but they are going to have a series of events and activities that will go on at Emanuel AME throughout the course of the week, okay? Because on June the 17th in 2015 was when the actual assassination of Pastor Clementa Pinckney, Sister Cynthia Hurd, the Reverend Sharonda Coleman Singleton, Sister Tawanza Saunders, Sister Ethel Lance, Sister Susie Jackson, Brother DePayne Middleton Doctor, the Reverend Daniel Simmons, Sister Myra Thompson, and those were killed in the church at Bible study. So on Wednesday of this week, they're going to have a Bible study once again at Emmanuel. And then they have several other things that will take place on Thursday and then on Friday, but it will all culminate with the rally on Saturday and then with the service, of course, on Sunday. So we always encourage people to continue to support Emmanuel, to uplift the families, to pray for them, to strengthen them, because we know yesterday was a very difficult day for the survivors of the folks that had been assassinated. But for those who are Christian, they know that those spirits are now with God and that they are better off than those of us who are on this side, in this realm. So I'm sure that they are yet comforted, but coming out on Saturday will be to comfort them all the more, but to take action. Let their living not be in vain. So that's the point of what's going to go on Saturday in Charleston, South Carolina, downtown Charleston, and there's going to be many of you are probably familiar with Reverend Jamal Bryant. He is going to be there speaking. And so they have a lot of other very big names, and there's going to be a number of people up on the dais, and they're going to deliver different messages. But the hashtag for Saturday is never forget. Never forget. All right? So my thing is when we have these gatherings and we have marches and we have rallies, we need to always stay alert, be very conscious about what it is that we're rallying around, what are we rallying about, what is your ultimate purpose. Let's not just gather to be gathering. We don't have time to disparage the work that was done 
in the 50s and the 60s with successful marches that were successful boycotts and sit-ins and that some people never recovered from and some people died during them, like on Bloody Sunday, for us to be just holding things and calling them things for nothing. When we rally people together, let's have a purpose. When they rally on Saturday, they're rallying for unity in Charleston and, as I said, for racial reconciliation to finally achieve it because it has not been achieved. There's economic disparities and everything that continue to be studied in Charleston County, not just in the state of South Carolina, but in particular in Charleston, especially because it is a major tourism market. And most people of African descent, majority of Gullah Geechee's do not receive even 1% of the multi-millions of dollars that come in. And I can only imagine how many millions of dollars will be made in downtown Charleston over the course of this week because of this series of events and on Saturday by itself because when people are hot, because you all need to be very careful this week, the heat index is supposed to be in the 90s, feeling like 100 to 105 degrees. So when you have this type of thing going on, people are thirsty, people are hungry, people get heat frustrated, they go into buildings. There are restaurants and bars and other things near that park, and there are hotels that have served food and drink and, of course, have air conditioning. So where do you think that a lot of people are going to go into and what are they going to do? They're going to spend money. If they're coming into town because these big names are coming into town too, they're spending money to get here. They're spending money to stay. But how much of that money goes back into economic equity? How many of that money is going into proper training for police so that they do not racially profile individuals, how much of that money is going into gun safety education amongst youth in Charleston County and so forth, black and white for that matter, how much of that money is going into attacking is really ultimately at the bottom of all of it, white supremacy. Racism stems from that. So when are we going to face that fact that's been written about so eloquently over and over? There are entire courses teaching about this. But let's see what might be at the bottom of why many people don't want to deal with the issue or don't even have the mental capacity to deal with the issue. Simple word, assimilation. If you've assimilated into a system you believe that you are part and parcel of that system, you will fight to protect that system even though that system is against your own best interest. And that's what has happened with many people of African descent who even now control different entities and then by virtue of controlling certain entities, nonprofit and otherwise, they think that they can control entire communities. Well, we have a situation such as this that, again, has a historical context. When we think back to 1862, we have to think back to what was going on. I mentioned it earlier on the show, the U.S. Civil War. What was going on? A fight against enslavement. What was going on? People trying to make sure they were free. But what happened? Missionaries came in and then tried to indoctrinate and assimilate Gullagichis into being quote unquote good citizens and what good meant to them was similar to us. You have to be similar to a European person. So as a result we had missionary schools such as Penn School, Dorchester Academy in Georgia. These places were established throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation. We had other schools that were founded by enslavers for their children, for their mulatto children like Avery what's now Avery Research Center. And at the College of Charleston, but was actually Avery Institute. We had these places that proliferated the coast and proliferated the south because they wanted to make sure that as the freedmen started to go out and about on their own, first in the war called Contraband, after the Emancipation Proclamation called Freedmen, they wanted us to go out and about in the manner in which they felt was appropriate. Unfortunately, this mechanism became part of a school system. So even with public schools and then historically black colleges and universities and schools that had benefactors that were Anglo people and that were the AMA, 
they had a certain manner in which people were to teach. Mather School, for example, where we recently held our Realities of Reconstruction conference. There was a manner in which people were to be taught, and there was very specific things that they were told to teach the Negro children. So when you're talking about a couple of generations of people being taught that Africa is a bad place, that anything that resembled Africa is bad, that if one of the trauma down like that, should that mean hunter back with anything like that? So anything that has too much Africanisms in it means you're ignorant, backwards, barbaric. You need to get away from that, leave that behind, and then do what we're saying you should do. Dress like we're saying we say you should dress. Speak the way that we would tell you to speak. And praise the way that we tell you to praise. So you now have this infusion of a mentality of Angloism that people then infuse into black children who grow up to be adults that think that that was correct teaching when actually it was assimilation. It was in order to keep the perfect union the way that they constituted it as perfect. So as a result, we've seen what comes out of that the continued white supremacy, the continued racism, but then the people who are used to perpetuate it. So just like during chattel enslavement, you had drivers on the plantation, and these were men of African descent versus overseers. You also today have individuals like this that seek to be the ones who we often call gatekeepers, that want to keep the others of the community in line, that want to make sure that they stay within certain boundaries, even if those boundaries literally become fences. Well, interestingly enough, in Beaufort County, there is a rally coming up here also. But why I gave you all the context about the rally for unity in Charleston and the history of Charleston is a very different history in Beaufort County because we were the county of the Union during the Civil War. We were the county where the Emancipation Proclamation was first read. Those of us who are natives of these sea islands of Beaufort County have a different mentality, and in particular, those who are still these folks of self-determination on St. Helena Island. Oh, oh, again, a great deal of research has been done about St. Helena Island and about the yeoman farmers and the independence of the Negroes here on the island, even though there was a missionary school in our midst. That missionary school was founded when? in 1862 that I've been talking about, Penn School that I mentioned. Yes, it was founded by Laura Town and Ellen Murray. The first black teacher was Charlotte Fortin from Boston, not a native Gullah Geechee. So at no point in time was that school led by the natives. It was always led by people from the outside that then felt they could come in and that they knew what was best, the natives. Yeah, very patronizing. So here it is that you have this patronizing attitude, you have this this dominating attitude that's been perpetuated for generations. So now you have a situation where, as my mother and I would say, ting none come to a head, where there have been three meetings held at what is now Penn Center. It went from being Penn School to Penn Community Services and is now Penn Center Incorporated, which is a nonprofit organization on St. Helena Island in the heart of the Gullah Geechee Nation. There have been three meetings. This ain't no hearsay. I sat in these meetings. I heard what was said. And the community has spoken out at two of those three meetings very clearly to the staff and the board of Penn Center saying that one of the things that's antithetical to their culture our culture, as Gullah Geechee people, offenses gated areas, and that they do not want a gate going around what is a national register landmark historic district that is now also part of the Reconstruction Era National Monument. You've heard me talk about that on the show before. The community has spoken out, spoken up. The community has gone into the offices, tried to talk to staff, tried to appeal to board members at the last meeting. Nothing, to no avail. The board has gone back, voted twice 
to go ahead and erect the fence. Even Representative Michael Rivers, who is in the General Assembly, said he's against the fence. The Beaufort County Councilman, York Glover, who represents St. Helena Island, he is against the fence. Cynthia Gregory Smalls, who represents St. Helena Island on the Beaufort County School Board, is against the fence. Y'all kind of can figure out, I'm sure, where I am about any gated community. And so I don't even need to tell you where I am on the issue. But the entire community stood up. Gullah Geechee, non-Gullah Geechee, Binya, Kumya, Bukra, the we, all of we, saying the fence is a bad idea. Don't do it. Do something else. Well, the board has said it does not matter. The staff has said it does not matter. The fence will be erected. So there will be a rally and march Saturday, June the 30th, 10 a.m. at St. Helena Elementary School. People will march from this school all the way to Dr. Martin Luther King Drive, and I think that is so appropriate because, as I mentioned earlier, Dr. King did a great deal of work here. The civil rights movement is not in vain. It has not been lost on the people of St. Helena that used to house Dr. King. I'm sure he would be proud for this hour. I'm sure he would have already gone in and tried to appeal to the consciousness of these individuals who serve on the board of trustees to try to get them to see how you have a much more viable institution when an institution supports the community and the community can support the institution. But since that is not the case, the community has come together and reconstituted a group that I was part of many moons ago, a couple of decades ago, called Concerned Citizens of St. Helena Island. Many of those original members were elders who went to Penn School, in fact, and they're since deceased. So last week when they voted to reconstitute that organization, I was proud to be there in that moment. And one of the people that pulled everyone together to have a community meeting to even talk about that is a brother that has called in here tonight and who is also a native here of St. Helena, who the Gullah Geechee aunt self. And I want to bring him onto the airwaves tonight, Brother William Smith. How honor to do this evening, Brother William? I, I, how you doing? How you doing, Queen? Queen what? I'm doing quite well. What's going on? No, much girl, I'm so mad right now. And this, you get so emotional right now because I, I ain't that happy with what I had going on. Okay. But uh, you know, I ain't I, happy at all, all. No, no, I, I, I can imagine. But no, in all, in all seriousness, one of the most, one of the most difficult things is to hear, is to hear that you have people who keep continuously allowed to come in our communities, and 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 not only do the gentrification taking take place bad enough, but for them to come in and erect a fence and you have community members have has just said continuously we don't want to be our one and that that we will erect this fence and there's nothing y'all can say or do and it's gonna happen. That's just not only disrespectful but it is it, very distasteful and then for them to come on onto someone's Facebook today and say that they want to be good neighbors in the community and that they they hope that the community can work with them in the future, you I mean you you contradict yourself because you're not saying that you want the community to work with you. I mean, we not not only did we contact contact the director, we contacted the board members. We had to fight to get them to the meeting. Am I correct? We that's that's what I understood. I mean, we had to fight and beg and plead for them to come to the meeting and hear us. And then then they also at the meeting they wanted to shut the community up because they didn't want to hear what the community yes. had to say. Yes, and that happened several times. And as you know, I had to stand up and then tell them that their behavior was out of order and call for a point of order for respect. Because if you want respect, you give respect. So you don't come into somebody's community at what is a community resource meeting. <laughs> You're saying you want a community relations committee formed so that you can have a resource of by the community. The community is your resource. So that you can actually talk with them, and then when they get to the talk, you want, to, want them to be quiet. You can't have it both ways. Correct. Correct. And, you know, for, for to ha- to have a room full of people on not one occasion but on several occasions saying that they don't want to finish, they feel like that. So you're closing the community, community out of Penn School, and and it's, it's almost that it, it seems as though 
Penn Center is heading in, the, in, in a direction that they're saying that they're saying they're saying one thing on paper, but they're showing us another. They're saying that they don't want it to be. I mean, that, that they want to be a community organization, but now it seems like it, it's more becoming of a private business. If you're a private business, then, then tell the community that you're a private business and that you're not standing for us, so that we can so that we can know that. Well, that's a, that's a very critical point. Mm-hmm. That's a critical point because if you're a private, you are a private nonprofit, to my knowledge, not a right. private business, and there is a difference. Right. And, and there, there, there's a, a substantial difference because you didn't, then, then also you won't get that, all that free money. And, and I, I feel not to win that. I see where Penn Center is being, not only are they being a disservice to the community, but they're also not only are they misleading the community, that Penn Center is also Screen, trying to screw the community along, as you say, we want to use and abuse you, but we don't want you to say nothing. And you know, mm-hmm. my 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 my, my grandma said sometimes, and how you treat me hurt me. I mean, what you say to me that hurt me hurt me, and how you treat me will hurt me. Right, right, and, right. And, because and, you can and, say all kinds of things with your mouth, but what do your actions prove? Thank you. And the actions are proving that they're not listening to the community. They're not budging. They're going to carry out what they're going to carry out, whether the community likes it or not. And that's very. And anybody, yeah, it's very distasteful. And if anyone who is listening wants to check what we're talking about, you can actually look up an article. If you go to Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page, you can see. And if you follow us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, you'll notice yesterday that we posted a Beaver Gazette article that details what is actually happening, that the board has decided, and the chairman of the board is quoted in that article, and so is the executive director of Penn Center. And I know that it was not a unanimous vote. Many of the board members made it clear that they were not in agreement with the fence, but they, you know, it's the majority rule. And so they got outvoted on two occasions. And so here it is. That article is out there. It is in the press. You can go and look at it. Um, statements are being made about this fence being erected because of safety of children. But the building, the campus has been established for over 150 years. It started in 1862, okay? So if we are now in 2018, y'all, do the math, okay? So we're talking about 156 years that this campus has been here and no children have been hit by cars. Okay, in modern times. And there are always summer programs at this school. It was a grade school. It's not a college. Penn was not a college. It was a grade school, what we would call today K through 12. So how is it that in 150-plus year history you have not had any such thing? Why are you using that to try to say that's the justification because of a summer program or after-school programs for youth? As the community has mentioned in these meetings, and they were clearly stated, many people had worked there previously in summer programs, and they stated nothing ever happened under their watch where any children were injured. But that's because they had properly trained adult personnel working with the youth, and that the children are not allowed to play near the road. So I think that's a critical point in the article that's being used as leverage, and they're saying there were thefts and crime, but we don't have those problems. So, I mean, an and executive Queen, director I, lives I, I on the there. campus. Queen, I, I played there as a kid since, I, since, I, since I've been a, a little boy. I've never, ever fathomed or heard of any of, any of my uh, cousins or families or friends or none of the other kids that play with me, I've never ever heard him ever even coming close to getting hit by a car. You know, like I like, like I said to me, I, I believe that that comes in leadership. With great leadership, then you then you won't have those problems. You can't have kids kids uh, raising kids. You can't have kids watching kids over at Penn Center. You must have adults. If you're getting the funding, then you must utilize it and make sure you're utilizing it the, the way it should be, especially when you get when you get grant money. Absolutely, and I think that accountability has to come with funding that comes in as well. So that accountability is first to where your institution is located in a particular community, and then it's also to those funders. And so I think that is critical, and that's why we took the airtime here on Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, because we know we have an international audience that I see is blowing up my phone line right about now, too. Several people here from South Carolina are calling in. I'm about to start taking callers. So I can hear what their opinion is on this matter as well, because everyone that I've heard from so far, other than the executive director and board members, everyone else I've heard from are against 
fencing off Penn Center. Even political people I've heard from are against fencing of Penn Center. So I'm going to go to the phone lines now, and let's see if we have other folks that are calling in, and maybe somebody else is for the fencing can convince us as to why, but I doubt ever that you would convince us as to why someone should be allowed to put a gated area in the midst of St. Helena Island, because we even have a cultural protection overlay district that says by law not to have any gated areas on St. Helena Island. So I see that somebody just dropped off the line. I hope it's not because they were afraid that I was about to come to them and have them state their opinion or they didn't know that I knew they were listening, uh, but they just dropped off the line. But hopefully if they didn't mean to drop off, they'll dial back in. But right now, 843-476, I'm coming to you, 843-476. How hunter to do? Good evening. Good evening, 476. Hi, good evening. I'm calling. My name is Marie. I'm calling in reference to the fence. I'm totally yes, against good the evening. fence. Good evening. How because are you? The fence is not about, I'm fine. The fence is not about children. It's about someone wanting to live in the Getty community. How many acres, do, how many acres on, Penn, on Penn campus? About how 50 many? acres. 50 acres is 50 what I was told. 50 acres of land. And you have kids. You can secure kids near the daycare center back there. Why kids playing to the roads? That's right. Never, that's never been a problem. Never been a problem. To right. me, to sound to me, someone wants to live on a gated community, and that board of trustees—that's a joke. You have, you have all members on the board of directors are QCFI. So the, the directors are QCFI. So it seems like the board of QCFI to me. Not, interesting. Not a board trustees of Penn Center. I did That's my math. I looked it book. up. Yes, QFI. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and in other words, y'all who heard of Q dogs, y'all know what that is. If y'all don't know the official name, y'all heard of Q dogs. So that is very interesting. That's an interesting point you bring up. Well, let's speak to this. Yep. The other the other point that they're making is they're stating that, okay, not only are they trying to deal with safety of children, but they're saying there needs to be safety on the campus, period. They seem to be alluding to the place being some type of high crime zone. How is that possible? I don't see how that's actually possible. Are you still there? She dropped off. I'll call her dropped off. Brother William, are you still there? Yeah, yes, ma'am. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, yeah. Our call, our call is called dropped off. Um, but yeah, that that thing of I understand totally what Ms. Marie just said in terms of the children and their places where there can be safe zones for the children to play in. But apparently, they're trying to also make it seem as if Penn Center is a high crime zone. Now, I recall you bringing material from the sheriff department to the last community. Relations Committee meeting. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. I, I did, and I, I spoke with I spoke with, 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 the, with the chief of police as well as the deputy chief. And uh, what they what they were trying to say was that a, a that something took place on campus that did not play. Did you mean to go ahead and be specific or? Just leave it. No, we don't. We don't even have to get into it because, from what I okay, read right, in the right, right, article, right. in the news article, and what's been stated over and over, it seems as if there's a litany of crimes um, that are being, you know, alleged. But now, right. if you've spoken directly to the sheriff department and they've provided you materials that say that a lot of these things that are being alleged aren't even happening on that campus, then why would uh, anyone? who represents an institution of this historic magnitude want to state something that is not a fact, that can't be proven by the sheriff's department. And I also did I also did advise the chairman and I told and I told him in front of everyone that, that, that if they're continue they need to stop putting out false lies in the community because that what will happen is once they leave the institution then the institution will then suffer because they will be gone but the institution will still have that stigma attached to attached to it. And it was very it was, it was very it was very important that they do not do not continuously slander the institution like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Miss Marie is that you your back? Your call had dropped we we can't hear you. You sound too far away from your phone. If you're on speaker, take your phone off speaker. We 
can't get her back. Yeah, because we can't hear you, Miss Marie, because you sound too far away. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, yes, you had dropped off the call. Yeah, I, I someone something happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Right, right. But, yeah, we were just referring to the fact that there have also been numerous statements to make it appear as if Penn is a high-crime area, which we are not familiar with. Are you familiar no, with Penn been, being I've a high-crime no, area? I've, I've lived here all my life, and that's always been this arena area where every place you can go to relax and just enjoy the beauty of the campus. I don't know what they're talking about. When you're not from here, you make things up. I'll put it that way. Okay, that makes more sense because I know all the natives of St. Helena Island that I've spoken to, we are in shock when anybody talks about any type of crime on St. Helena, period, for the most part, but especially in the National Landmark Historic District. We are not familiar with these things going on. It's been verified. It's been checked on with the Beaufort County Sheriff's Department. They provided records that said that, no, these alleged things, they hadn't even panned out. I mean, that someone makes certain allegations just because someone makes a call doesn't mean that it's a fact. If you do an investigation and it does not pan out, that's not something that needs to be promoted and restated and told to the world. Because as Brother William is saying, when you leave this campus, you met us here. We ain't a guino way. We've been here. We ain't a guino way to all So now when you leave, you've left a stigma not only on the National Historic Site that's here, the Reconstruction National Monument that's now here, but on our island in general. And our island is a very open community. If anyone has ever come to St. Helena for any occasion, whether you've come here in celebration with us, your family live here, you were just driving through riding a bicycle, you know full well this island for the most part is very quiet, it's very serene, there's a whole lot of Gullah Geechee's on you, okay, as a whole lot of family and friends. So we're not going to have a bunch of people acting like it's the wild, wild west and then just keep getting away with that. That's not the way that we live, and we don't gate ourselves off. So right, this right. is antithetical to our culture and to our community. And so just so my listeners know, if you go to change.org, there is now a petition from the concerned citizens of St. Helena Island that's out there. It was online. We posted it to our social media yesterday when there was only one signature, and last I looked at it, there was over 100 signatures. So well, I think this is a, a issue that resonates with people way beyond St. Helena. I looked down through many of the comments. Many people were saying, I'm not from there, but I visited, and they feel it's ridiculous to try to fence off a historic site such as Penn Center, and in the middle of the heart of a Gullah Geechee community as if we have not been inundated with gated communities all around us. So I think it was a critical issue that you brought up, Miss Marie, about the fact that these folks have a gated community mentality and they want to live in a gated community. Well, there are those that you can go buy into, but Penn Center exactly. shouldn't be one of them as far as I'm concerned. Exactly, exactly. I mean, this is incredible. So, folks, get yourselves together. This rally is coming up fast, June the 30th, 10 a.m., St. Helena Island, South Carolina, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Bring your banners, bring your posters, bring your voice, bring your, get your feet ready. Make sure you have water. Make sure you got your hats. If you need your little help, bring your cane, your walker, whatever you need. If you say, well, oh, I, I'm with y'all, but I can't walk the distance, well, what you need to do is just meet us at the intersection of Dr. Martin Luther King Drive and Highway 21 on Sea Island Parkway by the time the group marches from St. Helena Elementary School to what we call the corner, okay, right to that intersection. You can park. The hotel is there where you can park. Island Grill you can park. You can park next to Island Grill on the garden property. It's going to be another time that I feel the elders who march for us the ancestors who were part of those marches, that they would be proud that we're not going to just allow people with a mentality that's antithetical to the existence of Gullah Geechee culture to come in and gate us off and gate us out. It is It was the students of the school that built Penn School. Penn School wouldn't be there had the students who were native Gullah Geechees built the school. They built the place. 
if they had built it, it wouldn't be there. And in all the years in between, when no one, they hardly knew that institution existed, it was the people who graduated from the school and people who were native to St. Helena that told other people in the world that we even had such a historic institution here. For many of my listeners, you may not know, but Penn School was the first trade, agricultural, and normal school for freedmen in the United States. Okay, the first one ever in history or in our story. So that is why you hear us having so much passion about making sure it remains that open, serene place, making sure that when you come, on the chilling can go on the campus and walk around with your Lily chilling and thing like that, underneath the Spanish moss and all that, without feeling like, well, is it okay to go in here? I'm, I'm not sure, okay, because what I read in the news article is that the campus, the fence will only be open if the offices of Penn are open. That's my interpretation, that when they're open for business is when the fence will be open, and when they're not open for business, the fence will be locked. Correct. Okay, that's, that was the way you saw it as well. So then how could people still experience the serenity that Ms. Maria is talking about if you wanted to go onto the campus if the gate is locked? So see, we don't we don't see any logic coming out of this thing with this fencing, because even during the day, if the fence is open, if you're saying children could run out into the road, the children could run out into the road while the fence is open. The children aren't there after hours. So I don't, as a person of logic, it just doesn't hold true to me. Any of what I've heard as an argument to say why this should be erected, and as a person who has fought against gated communities and the mentality that goes with gated communities, I am not for gating off any area that does not have livestock or other things of vicious animals inside that you need to protect other animals and humans from. I don't agree that there should be a fence. I've never liked that statement about good fences make good neighbors. What I've seen in my lifetime is that fences usually go up when there's an argument amongst neighbors because otherwise neighbors can live in open space like most of what St. Helena Island is. And so I, I hope that people will continue to support the concerned citizens of St. Helena Island with this rally that's coming up. I hope that people will continue to support the openness and the love and the taking care of one another that we have come to be known for around the world, whether it is on St. Helena Island or Charleston County, the world looks to us as a place that many people wish they lived in because they don't have people that still have that southern hospitality and that real concern for one another. And so this is a time for us to rally together and support each other and uphold the traditions that our ancestors and elders taught us in that regard. So, Ms. Marie, you have any other words for my listeners out there? Ms. Marie? The one thing I can say to them is on Saturday, on June 30th, show up, stand up. This is our time. If we don't do it now, we're going to have a lost, lost community, lost legacy, lost. We'll lose a lot. So we'll, we'll give people the power and, and do whatever they want to do. This is our time to show them what we're made of. Excellent. Excellent point. Brother William? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. We can aid. Okay. Well, well, my, my my point is that I want to make sure that you know that not only just now that we just talk emotions, that we continue from this day forth. You know, making as a community that we are addressing situations like this, along with education, that is not community. And this is why it's very important by getting on these boards and these different committees in our community, so that we don't have the outside people come in and adjust our community to where we see our community should be at. So we had asked, and I was telling say this, we must start being more proactive of the reaction. And that will help us further along and the growth, growth of our community from here on out. But hopefully people will definitely come out on the 30th and help, and help us in support of, of, of this because this is very important. Not, not, not just because not just because it's in our community, but be, but but because it's, it's, it will start with our community and it will move on. You know, uh, I put something on my Facebook a few minutes ago about about 45. You know, 
45 said he wanted a, a, a wall. I said 45, not the pistol 45, but 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 y'all president 45 said he wanted a wall. And I see it spreading over them and spreading over in my community. Now the Penn Center said they want a wall. You know that that's just something. You know, those are things that we cannot accept. And so I right. said that not only just for the Penn Center. Uh, Consider situation, but actually that we come together and we, we be unified in our, in our African American communities. That, that, that's what I got. Absolutely, I truth. I truly appreciate your words. I appreciate Miss Marie's words, and we'll definitely be reminding people here on the air again about the rally. But everyone, please make sure you go out there to change.org, and you can find the petition that says "Stop Penn Center for Being a Gated Community." Please sign it, share it, tweet it, post it, put it on your social media, and plan to be on St. Helena Island on Saturday, June the 30th, at for this march and rally being led by the concerned citizens of St. Helena Island. So we truly appreciate folks like Brother William Smith and Sister Marie and others who have come together to say this is our time and that this is a time to stand up, speak out. Now, y'all know I stand up and speak out all the time, all right? And so it is wonderful for me to be a witness to others doing the same right now, and that's why I wanted to take some airtime and definitely share these rallies with you. And so as you can see, the juxtaposition to this about reconciliation rally that's going to go on in Charleston and gun violence. You have a situation on St. Helena Island where we're talking about a peaceful community that's now be being disrupted, okay, by people coming in from the outside disturbing the peace. And they're disturbing the peace because the community has already said that these fences are not part of the community. We don't want it here. So how much clearer can they make their statement? And they said it in English because these other folks don't speak color. They spoke in English to them. They ain't been to throw them down like they shouldn't think like that. So they can't act like they crack air like they couldn't understand tall tall. So they spoke clearly. They articulated it well. People have written in. They've called in. They spoke out. And so I think it's now time that we all gather together along this coast in South Carolina and continue to be a beacon of light for people around the world, that they can see unity and reconciliation, where they can see that people can negotiate and talk with one another to deal with their differences, that it does not take gun violence, which is what they're also rallying against in Charleston, that we could actually sit down, break bread together, and have decent, respectable conversations, have a respectful conversation, and you'd be surprised how much you can achieve. But the community has tried that to no avail with the board of Penn Center and with the staff in particular of Penn Center. The executive director made it clear, the chairman of the board made it clear, they are going to go forward with putting something in a community where the community does not want it. Very similar to people thinking they were going to come in and gate us all off and gate us all out and disrupt and disturb our peace throughout these sea islands. And even now, Hilton Head is in reversal. Hilton Head Island has been working on plans and programs now to try to reconcile with the Gullah Geechee community there for all the hardship they've suffered because of gating and because of people having this level of exclusivity, leaving others out. They actually were the ones who were there first. Isn't that the irony? The people were Vinya. Did it one way to get geared out? What kind of thing this year? So we need to be aware. I wanted to make sure that my listeners were aware. I'm not sure who that was that was listening in, and when I was going to go to them, they dropped off the line. I don't know if that's someone who was supporting the fence or what happened, but they never dialed back in, just so you all know, because if they did, I definitely wanted to hear what they had to say, but they disappeared and didn't return. But we're not going to give up on this issue. We're going to keep you apprised of what is happening. And on that note, most of you who follow our blog at GullahGeecheeNation.com, you know that we give you updates whenever there is a community relations committee meeting at Penn Center. And so there is going to be another one. The rally is going to happen Saturday, June 30th at 10 a.m. at St. Helena Elementary School. And then there's a Penn Community Relations Committee meeting on July the 18th at 6 p.m., Wednesday, July the 18th, in Frizzell Hall. That is supposed to be 
the mechanism that the board utilizes to communicate with the community. And so we're going to see what communications they have for the community after the rally. And so we are going to let you know and keep you apprised of what is happening. And so for you all who want to know more and you want to obtain even, there are printed petitions also going around the Beaufort County community. I will be at the Collison County Memorial Library on Wednesday at 10 a.m. for our annual summer reading program, but I will have some paper copies with me if you just happen to be out there and you want to obtain one, I will have it with me. Also, on this coming Saturday, June the 23rd, if you go to the rally early and then you leave from Charleston and make your way down to Savannah, we are going to have the opportunity to see what happens when the youth really take up the mantle and want to hold on to their culture and their community and take in what the elders have taught them. And so this group called DEEP, there are some youth that I've worked with in Savannah who have gone around this past year working in particular with Dr. Amir Jamal Teray there and other elders to learn about Gullah Geechee culture. They will present a whole poetic presentation of what they've learned about the culture at the Jepson. So, yes, y'all heard the Jepson. We were there for Juneteenth once again. That's going to happen this coming Saturday, June 23rd at 1.30. And it is free. The Jepson is downtown Savannah. It's right near the Savannah Civic Center. So if you can, if you're already in Savannah, you say, well, wow, I can't make it to Charleston anyway, well, please come on over at 1.30 to the Jepson and support our children because they are the next generation that we're fighting for. We ain't just fighting to be fighting. It's too hot to be out here just fighting and arguing and carrying on. We don't need all of that. So we would have loved to just enjoy our summer in serenity, as Miss Marie said. We would have just loved that. But this is a more pressing time and more pressing issues for us to deal with. And so we honor the legacy of all of our freedom fighters that died three years ago on June the 17th in Emmanuel AME because they were people who were doing something for the community. They stood up and stood out for the community. They were teachers. They were preachers. They were leaders. And here it is, that all that they were fighting for, all that they supported, folks can't just let it just go by the wayside. So it's important that we make these things a priority. And so Saturday, June 23rd, rally with them and Emmanuel, come on down to Savannah, meet us at the Jefferson, celebrate with the youth, and come on to St. Helena Island on Saturday, June 30th, 10 a.m., and rally with the family on St. Helena as well. And we have a lot more things that are coming up that will be fun for you to engage in the rest of the summer, but this is a critical issue, and I feel that it would be robbery and we would be amiss if we didn't stand up, as my elders always taught me to do. Sometimes it's time for sit down, and other time it's time for stand up. Sometimes it's time for keep on the mo clause, and the rest of the time it's time for speak out. And this is the time for Speak Out. So we thank all of you who are speaking out by even signing the petition that the Concerned Citizens that St. Helena have. We'll be posting and reposting and keeping you updated at Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. We're also at Gullah Geechee on Instagram. So when there is actually a poster about the rally in March, we'll make sure that it goes up on our Instagram and on Facebook as well. And so definitely you can always stay in touch via our sponsor for this show, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition at G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at A-O-L dot com. G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. Now, y'all know it's very few times that I actually start this show about a rally or a function that y'all need to be in, and I don't play James Brown, get up, get involved, and get into it, but I'm telling you myself tonight, get on up, get involved, and get into it. We definitely appreciate all of you who already plan to get on up and do what you do. So come on and come on through and join the family at these rallies. This year the Queen Quet head put the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad they hunted tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Peace and blessings. See you at the rally.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.